This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on wellness created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5. Hey guys, I'm Janelle Reisner, a certified fitness instructor and personal trainer, an entrepreneurial badass, and a recovering sugar addict. Hello, I'm Rachel Bilotti. I am a life and mindset coach, a free-spirited entrepreneur, a road trip junkie, and unicorns are my spirit animal. We are the hosts of the True North Collective podcast. ready rage i am ready and recording Sweet. all right so what's cracking rachel um what is cra- i feel a lot i went apartment hunting this weekend it Ooh. was really exhausting do you guys I sound mean, tired <laughs> i don't no, like apartment don't hunting sound tired. i hate it too apartment hunting makes me kind of want to throw up Oh my god, me too. Because I live um, in but we did, and you're like, I don't want to yeah. live there. I don't want to live there. Oh god, like, okay. I know. Like, okay, I, I don't know. have to live there, but <laughs> the idea that well, these are my options make me want to cry. Yeah, we had found a place that was right by the by, by a farmers market here, and it was so cool. And it had this view of downtown with the sunset in the back, and we we're just Aww. like, it's a weird layout inside, but the balcony is just unbelievable and and it's way more money than we can afford but we were like maybe we can make it work (laughs) and so we were like trying to figure out what we could cut out and then Dylan and I were both just like oh my god like we need to be able to it's too much and like so we went back to the drawing board um this weekend and went to a bunch of places and we were like we could see ourselves there but I don't know and then the last place we went to really reminded us reminded us of the first place it was in a different location which wasn't really the location that we wanted but it's a good location for for both of us to be able to get to our respective places during the day and it just it's new build so it's like fresh yeah it's really cool and so I think we'll be able to get some we really want sunset views and so that's kind of like a prerequisite since originally we were like we need a pool for the summer we need a washer and dryer we need a balcony but like every place has that so then we were like that's okay sweet. Like, i know <laughs> that's like rare we were like, okay well now our prerequisite is uh sunset views <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so, that's Wait, so where are you staying now are is it like are you in a short-term lease for your place now yeah yeah okay. so we're actually two months now because dylan's been here since october um Okay. So he said a six month lease just so that we could have a place here. Um, and so, yeah, so we're here until the end of hmm, what month is it? April, end of April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm kind of not looking forward to moving again because it's such a like disruption, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be nice to get into a place that's like feet like, okay, we're going to be here for a minute. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of moving. So. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Well, I'll have lived in my condo for two years now, and that's the longest I've lived somewhere uh, since uh, I was eighteen. Wow. I guess before <laughs> eighteen. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's a lot. I mean, it doesn't seem like it, and it's exciting, but it just it takes a toll. Um, oh yeah. So, and even just like moving down the street, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um, I also got a Garmin Sport, a Vivo you did. Sport. Yeah, I tested it out. 
um, yesterday, I was so floored. I went for, I'm on the part of the training where I do the double, double runs in okay. a day. And so I did two 20 minute runs, one in the morning, one at night. And the one in the morning, I averaged seven minute and 14, what? seven minute four. Yeah. I was like, what the, I definitely thought my average was like 930 on a good day. Um, oh, there you go, Rachel. You're going to be the ringer yeah. for the team because, no, uh, I'm I, I don't running run that on, fast. I never I run that fast. <laughs> I was running on the street. But then I, I went in the afternoon after I, I decided to eat my leftover takeout breakfast and then was like, oh, crap, I got to go before the sun goes down. And that one was like a 9.15 average. So I, I was like, okay, <laughs> somewhere okay. in the middle there. So, Rachel, but, the fastest I've ever ran a mile on the street is like yeah. 8.15. So. That's good. <laughs> I feel like that's a one mile, right? one mile. <laughs> and I was like uh, running to get somewhere because I was late. I think it was like from my house to Spire, and I had to like get there real fast because I was late. And I was like sprinting as fast as I could. So like there was even extra good. motivation. So no, okay, not about so much speed. Better. It's oh, all yeah. not about the speed. Remember my my blog post. I know. No, actually, it's going to be a nature walk for me. I keep telling people that because I'm like. <laughs> Two miles of a 500 foot elevation gain twice in 24 hours without sleep, it's going to be a nature walk. <laughs> okay, I'm really glad that you're saying that because Tyler or Zach, he's so excited. And I'm like, oh man, I oh, hope I can get on his diet. He kills himself though. Like, we had to be like, are you okay? Like, after one of his runs last time, because he just went as hard as he could and came back. And like, when we did it last time, it was so warm too. And I was like, uh-huh dude, are you going to be like, do we need to get you something more than a cold towel here? Because I'm like, I think yeah. you might have heat exhaustion. Like, Because, yeah, he yeah, just I don't goes that. for it. Yeah. So, okay. no, I won't. That won't be me. Claire will crush it. Yeah. Jesse will crush it. Tyler will crush it. Yeah. I don't really remember. I'm going to finish and I'm going to enjoy the views. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I know I was going to say that. There will be many times on that hill that I'll probably walk. <laughs> this is nice. Uh, yeah, me too. So, all uh, right. Yeah, Should we get just, started? Yeah. We are so excited to have Sarah Phillip here. She is the founder of Abundelicious, um, which is a really awesome nutrition company, brand, organization that's been around for almost seven years. Um, she started out her career in sales and marketing and um, did a few other things that eventually, through a really fun story, which we'll hear, led her to starting her own company, which is so cool. We are very inspired to welcome you, Sarah. Hello. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I don't know how long it takes me to run a mile, but I (laughs) promise you it's over eight minutes. Yeah. (laughs) I've never run a seven-minute mile, so I'm just going to keep saying that. I think sub nine, I feel like, is really good. Isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I just watched <laughs> one of our instructors run like 26 miles at a 7:15 pace. So okay. I don't really know what's oh, good anymore. <laughs> like average. You're talking about, and it's she's been running forever. So that's you can't I've been running forever that. too. I was actually thinking about that, and I'm totally just taking this over again. But like <laughs> sharing stories about running, and like I remember in sixth grade we had to do a sixth grade run, like you were forced to do it, Ugh. and I was second to last out of like. I don't know, 400 kids. But you weren't last. And look at you now. Yeah, I wasn't last. Oh, no, I still can't run that well, though. Wow, exactly. <laughs> I just like to say that I'm like, I've never been built to run. I'm not either. Since the sixth grade. Couldn't do it then. 
can only kind of do it now. <laughs> well, I'm proud of you for signing up for the Ragnar Relay then. Mm-hmm. I did run on Saturday, though, so <laughs> got myself on the back. Okay. All right. Anyway, sorry, Sarah. Sarah. I just took over your intro. Sarah, my bad. Hear about you. <laughs> I just know this is my podcast, Sarah. You're just here as the audience. All right. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks for having mm-hmm. me on. It's my very first mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. So I'm very excited. It's a very elite podcast to come on. We don't <laughs> I, we don't welcome very many people on this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. So, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how'd you get here? The, to the podcast? <laughs> to, to life. How did you get um, to life? <laughs> well, oh, geez. I mean, you guys have so many great questions that you ask your guests, and I just hope I can do them service. Um <laughs> And, and answer thoughtfully. So how did I get here? Well, um, it was through a path that seemed like it was taking a lot longer than I would have liked. But in hindsight, so far, everything seems just on time, which is difficult to remember in the moment yeah. as you're moving forward. But it's what I try to remind myself. So yeah, I got here through a lot of roundabouts and detours and as we all do um but I'm just so excited I mean look at us we're doing this podcast and um so yeah it's it's been a, a very um confusing at times but a very exciting path isn't it always yes <laughs> yes I often ask myself why I'm and how I got to Dallas <laughs> what, what am I doing here <laughs> Just woke right. up one day here. <laughs> so tell us about Abundelicious. Like, what is, why did you start it? So I started Abundelicious because I had, I guess it was a vision of what I wanted to do. Um, but the only way I could process doing it was to just create it. Um, I guess some people would call that being a control freak. I guess I thought it was more, you know, being a, a visionary. Um, but I, yeah, I, I got into nutrition a lot out of um, just necessity. I was struggling with my own health and I was in my mid-20s at this time. And the way that I was barely functioning, I just felt was so unacceptable for being in my mid-20s. Now, okay, do people have it a lot? whole lot worse than I did of course but I you know just just day in and day out um, my my baseline was not good and it wasn't what I was seeing in my peers um, I had I was so tired and I was having tons of anxiety and anxiety attacks and my digestion was garbage um, and a lot of things that people say oh well that's just normal but then you stack a few of those and you're no longer functioning very um, yeah, joyfully. So, um, so I started doing had my you, own research. Had you tried like I know I, this is probably naive question, but Eastern and Western approaches? Does that I make sense? Did and it was actually the Eastern that got me out of the jam. So I mm. went to uh, to my MDs and had every ultrasound and test and blood test yeah. and all this stuff and. They kept telling me how healthy I am and how great that is, but it made me feel kind of worse because I thought, well, now what is it in my head? Like if I'm so healthy, why do I feel like crap? And can I swear on this podcast? Okay. So why do I feel like such garbage? Why do I feel like shit? So 
that that was really confusing. And so I signed up for a yoga class and I thought, okay, this this will really help me out. Barely made it through the class. This was like a light <laughs> therapy kind of yoga class. And there happened to be an acupuncturist in that class um, who pulled me aside afterwards because I like I couldn't get up. And uh, she said, you might want to come see me. Um, and I have a phobia of needles, so that sounded like a non-starter. But she told me how there's so many different uh, modalities and, and avenues that uh, she practices. So that was the beginning of this whole next journey. Cool. Yeah. And maybe share a little bit about your backstory. So I know we've talked about this before and, and Rachel had mentioned it. So you were in like kind of a marketing sales role at that time. And uh, tell us a little bit about that and then how you progressed forward. And you're like, all right, I'm going to quit and I'm just going to start this business. What was the mindset and the actions that had to take place in order for that to happen? Right. So uh, that was part of the confusing part. I had to lose my job because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I was never going to leave it. I, it was too scary. Um, so so I was, funny. I hear that a lot, actually, yeah, from yeah. people. Like, it's like the universe did what I couldn't do for myself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The universe removed the jobs and the people mm-hmm. that were not the right fit. They were lovely yeah. jobs and lovely people, but they weren't for me. And I didn't yeah. have the this. I don't want to say I didn't have the strength. I feel like that's not very kind. But I I just didn't have maybe the confidence um, in in the universe to to remove those mm-hmm. things for myself. So yeah. thankfully they removed for me. I, I used to work for a snack food company um, that was a hell of a lot of fun. We had so much fun mm-hmm. at this company, and and um, I loved what the company was all about. But it just happened to be two foods that I don't process particularly well. It was dairy and meat. And um, so we were selling to convenience stores, which is a lot of food I don't process very well. So I'd go to these trade shows and they were really cool locations. We'd go to Vail and Savannah and all these Mm -hmm. places. And I would get so sick at each of these trade shows. And I thought, what the hell is going on? Um, And so this was around the same time that I saw that acupuncturist and she saw what I was eating, which I thought was really admirable. It was like no fat and I was counting all the <laughs> calories and I thought, you know, I dare you to find something wrong with this and there was nothing She's right like, with everything. it. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, Absolutely everything that you're eating is is awful. So um, so then I started really looking at the food and it it dawned on me like I'm not eating food. I'm eating a lot of packaged food like substances mm-hmm. and that really woke me up. And so um, that around that time, that's when I was let go from this job. The, the company no longer exists. Um, and the guy that I was seeing at the time left me to become a Catholic priest. Wow. And, I didn't know that oh, part yes, of the story. Yes, yes, yes. So my life became... <laughs> You can't make this stuff up. (laughs) My life was really uh, hilarious at the, you know, not not so funny at the time, but looking back, I'm like, you really can't write it. It's a real great story, yeah. Um, So I remember sitting in my cousin's house in Indianapolis because I just just took off for the weekend. I thought, I actually need to process this stuff. And I was sitting there with their five-year-old son, Ian, 
And I realized that I had the most in common with a five-year-old. Everyone else was at work, <laughs> they were at school doing all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, my life has been reduced to that of a five-year-old. What's my next move? Yeah. So I got back to Milwaukee and I started researching doing something in nutrition. Um, but when I looked into dietetics, now this is at the time, it's gotten a lot better, but at the time, dietetics was not the kind of eating that was helping me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to go that route. So I had to really kind of fish around and, and find what the right niche would be for me. And I was sitting with my mom, my mom, who's a great example of being pragmatic and planning and, and setting herself up for success. And I thought, there's no way she's going to think this is a good idea. And <laughs> behind it. I said, you yeah. know what? I think... I want to go back to school and I want to start my own business and all this stuff. And I was so, so wrapped up in scarcity mm-hmm. because that's, yeah. you know, okay, boyfriend gone, job gone, mm-hmm. all this yeah. stuff gone. So I was stuck in scarcity, but thankfully she, she came from a place of abundance in that moment and said, you've got to do it. You cool. Don't awesome. Make it work. You got to do it. That's awesome. And if she had not, I honestly don't know if I would be here today be sitting here today, I'd probably still be alive, but I I, you know, that's so funny because it's the same thing with my mom with the life and mindset coaching. Like I was mm. like, very, if very parallel paths, I feel like, but for me, it was the, the mindset piece that I was like, I got to do this. Like, this just feels like me. And I looked at programs at in Minnesota and um, I think Duke has like a really big coaching program and it just didn't feel like me, it felt really calculated. Mm-hmm. And then I found this one in, in Milwaukee that, I mean, literally I had my first session with them where you just talk about the program. And I knew, I was like, mm. this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Your approach is so exactly where I wanna be. And I was like, mom, I think I'm gonna do this thing. And she was like, yeah, you are. This is, you're <sighs> absolutely so gonna do this. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So I can totally relate to that That's feeling awesome. of like that support structure. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I think that was – that's a big takeaway for me is that if – trying is dying. If you're fighting to keep this whole whatever job or relationship or um, life together, if it's all an uphill battle, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. And it really yeah. can be so easy. I think that's one thing that surprises me very, uh, it's a very pleasant surprise, but um, when I realize how smoothly my days go, it's not that they're not hard work, but things just fall into place. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that's so reassuring because I, I know that that means I'm definitely on my path. And they're enjoyable. Yeah. So even and if you're doing enjoyable. hard work, they're enjoyable. It's not like you exactly. want to smack your head against a wall all day long. Exactly. Yeah. I wake up the next day, arms up, saying, yeah. "Again, let's do it again," mm-hmm. rather than crying and saying, yeah. "No more, <laughs> no more, please." Yeah, been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the definition of working for the weekend, and then you're like, "Why am I doing exactly. this?" What's the yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Five days of my week, I hate. <laughs> It doesn't then, have to be that way, yeah. and that's something. And then on I, Saturday I have fun, and then on Sunday I dread that I have to go to work again yes, on Monday. Like, yes. So I also don't enjoy Sunday because I'm so upset that tomorrow's Monday. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Been there. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel like the entrepreneurial part of your 
life now or the nutrition part or both or neither something else is what gets you up every day being able to go yeah let's do this again that's a good question i think it's a little bit of both i just realized a few months ago because i thought why where does this come from that i don't want to have an employer Mm -hmm. and i realized that neither of my parents had a nine to five job while i would well i was in their home so um my dad was an attorney he had his own practice my mom is a retired flight attendant, so her schedule is totally different. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I guess this, I didn't really have a model of, okay, you go to, to work at you know eight and then you come yeah. back at this time. So I think part of it is just sort of ingrained in me, but it's, it's absolutely both. I think the business end of things is like a fun puzzle. It's all mm-hmm. puzzles. That's a fun mm-hmm. puzzle and, and, and fitting things in a certain uh, open openings and then with my clients it's also a puzzle each one of my clients is a puzzle and I love trying to figure it out um, so I get to so basically I wake up and I get to do puzzles all day that's <laughs> awesome which is yeah, a lot of great. fun yeah 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 that's that's amazing and when you're Thinking about and having conversations with nutrition because everybody is so different. Um, how do you, I mean, when I think about nutrition, and we've had this conversation before, I'm like, should I go into nutrition as like a compliment to some of the other coaching, mindset coaching that I do? Um, and I get so overwhelmed um, about not that I couldn't coach somebody through like how to trust themselves in the process, but when it comes to the technical questions, there's just so much out there that is very extreme, very polarized, very opinionated, very much like one way or the other way, like you are killing yourself quicker than, you know, and how do you navigate that space? It does get overwhelming. It really does. And um, I find that even though there's so much information available, when I when I feel like I'm lacking abundance, it's usually because I'm trying to chase it all. So, mm. in my experience with my clients, typically it's most the, it's the most simple solution. That's the uh, right one. So, yeah. very rarely has it been some Amazonian superfood that <laughs> this client needed this whole time and was lacking, and now we found it. It's not that. It's you know. Most of my clients feel so much better on vacation. Mm. Okay, well, why is that? Because we know we're not eating perfectly, right? Yeah, um, we're eating garbage right? for me. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> what is that? And and so it's it's things like that. It's usually very simple, and a lot of my clients know, for the most part, how to feel better. They know what clicks with them. It's just they're not doing it. I think that's true mm-hmm. of all of us. I know I'm guilty of that for sure. So why, why are we not doing what we know we quote unquote should? Um, and, and a lot of them will also have a hunch. Something will resonate. So, um, you know, one of the big questions in nutrition is meat or no meat, right? Yeah. Um, animal product mm-hmm. or no animal product. And I have clients that just kind of know, like, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't gravitate towards meat. It's not for me something. Okay, I'll take your word for it because some of the healthiest people I've ever known and worked with have been vegan. Some of the unhealthiest people I've ever known and worked with have been vegan. Totally. So I really try to approach my clients without any agenda um, because it's, you're right, it's it's bio-individuality. Each client is so, so different. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome to hear. So almost like people that come to you too are, whether they recognize it or not, they're they have this instinct towards what they should really actually yeah. be eating, and they just maybe aren't self aware enough or not allowing themselves just to listen to that, and they would yeah. probably feel better. Absolutely, they they get wrapped up in all of the the Instagram posts mm-hmm. and the Facebook, all of yeah. this noise that's coming at them saying, you know, gluten's the worst thing ever. No, gluten's yeah. the best thing ever and you'll die if you don't have it. And yeah. it's really intense and scary. Yeah. And so we have difficulty trusting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, when things fall apart. If we don't trust our instinct and our intuition on what we should be putting into our bodies, which is the most fundamental Thing that we do every day, mm-hmm. then the the cart really gets off track. So the wheels so, come off the tr- the wheels come off the cart. There you go. That's and, what it is. <laughs> and isn't that and isn't that just such a universal truth of like paying attention to <laughs> what you're doing? I mean, yeah. paying attention to not just the food you put into your body, but the content that you digest and the experiences that you choose to experience and the adventures you choose to live or not live, you know, it's, that's a really, I don't know, it's a cool philosophy. I feel like, I mean, I haven't really talked to that many nutritionists, but I like how um, adaptable and agile your approach is. Um, it feels like you can really meet people where they are and not try to force them into, you know, the trend du jour, the nutritional trend du jour. <laughs> Absolutely. I have to meet them where they are because otherwise we're going to get about a week into this and they're going to bail because yeah. it's just yeah, not manageable definitely. or sustainable or fun too. You know, there's yeah. fun in trying to um, deny yourself all of your favorite foods. So yeah. it's a lot of work of, you know, there's so much information out there online that it's very rarely do I have a client that just is totally clueless thinking mm-hmm, that, right. oh, diet totally. soda is better than regular yeah. soda. Like, I, you know, that's not typically the, the issue anymore. Uh, um, but it's it's trying to organize their thoughts and their approach um, is more often what I see. And then and then trying to talk them off the perfectionism ledge. Yeah. That all or nothing thinking that like, well, I, I really blew it and it's Wednesday and I really blew it. So screw yeah. it. Yeah. I'll pick back up on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Do you feel like that was a philosophy that you just inherently had? Or is that something that you got from the Institute of Integrated Nutrition where you you learned your original, you know, education on this or somewhere else? That's a good – I don't think I've ever thought of that. I think it's both. I think I was brought up in a house that – valued moderation um, mm-hmm. and and enjoying treats but it's not really a treat if we're having it every day yeah um, and then that is something that that the Institute for Integrative Nutrition also emphasizes is the primary cool. foods of you know if if you're miserable at your job or mm-hmm. in your relationship or something then then it's going to be a lot bigger of an obstacle to get your food um, where it mm-hmm. should be because then now there's a lot of emotional entanglements with yeah. eating what you're eating. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. I There was a, I don't know who he was, but I when I was in the throes of um, paleo and veganism and blah, mm-hmm. what do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
there was a some documentary that I watched and a doctor was like, I I am a pagan, or maybe it was an article. It doesn't matter. He was like, I call myself a pagan. And I was like, what? And he was like, I'm a mix of paleo and vegan because I need all of it. And I am the only one who knows when I need which parts of it. And I was like, I like that. I And like there's an inherent in that. You're like owning it and you're trusting yourself that, yes. hey, today is a meat day and that's okay. And tomorrow might not be and that's also okay and so it's like whatever you call it or whatever program it's that trust in yourself that seems to be the ability to let go of the added stress that we add and that perfectionism that you talk about and the black and white thinking which I know for myself when I get into that space it it doesn't matter what I'm putting into my body I just feel like crap and Mm -hmm. it's probably not like you know the nutrients probably aren't soaking in as well as they could because I'm just in like utter stress mode (laughs) right right because isn't it two sides of the same coin really if Mm -hmm. if you're not eating intuitively and trusting yourself and so you're eating all junk and Mm -hmm. packaged foods or whatever because you're not checking in with your body (laughs) versus eating just paleo and no grains no matter what your body's asking for and all that either way yeah you're ignoring the messages your body's sending you exactly and that's a losing game yeah totally do you feel like do a therapist sometimes because <laughs> I just like you're going to emotional eating and I'm like yes like here are all the emotional problems that are attached yeah. to my food like let me lay on your couch right tell you about my life problems and how they relate to food yeah no absolutely mm. absolutely and it's one of my favorite things about what I do because I, I feel so honored that my clients let me in Mm -hmm. to these very vulnerable spaces, um, these spaces that maybe they haven't explored yet themselves, their partner doesn't Mm -hmm. know about. And what what a profound privilege and honor it is to have another human let you in to that space. Um, And that, I take that very seriously. Um, But it's so necessary too, because we're not going to get anywhere unless yeah. we address why. Totally. Why we're doing this. Why are we having, you know, a bowl of ice cream every night after we've eaten, quote unquote, perfectly all yeah. day? Why are we doing <laughs> that? Um, and it's really understanding how that's serving us. Because we know how it's not, right? Yeah. If, if you're not digesting it well or if you're not the weight that's comfortable for you. Um, so we know how that behavior might not be serving us, but we don't often address how it is serving us. Yep. It yeah. is numbing the stress from the day. It is comforting loneliness. Yep. It is, you know, there's mm-hmm. all these different reasons. Um, and so we have to look at how it's working for us because there, that's always a factor before we can move away from that behavior. Yeah. And I think that's really important too because I know like growing up, it was like, oh, are you eating because you're hungry? Or are you eating because you're bored? And it's like, mm. I'm not bored ever, really. But it was emo- you know, it was tied to emotions, not boredom as the emotion. Yes. But everyone was like, well, you might be eating because you're bored. But it was like, no, I'm eating because I'm lonely or because I'm stressed or whatever. And it was never – boredom was like the only word that was used when I was, you know, in high school for that or like, you know, in college. And it was like, well, I'm not bored. I'm doing something all day long. And like it never, it took a long time for me to be like, 
oh, but there could be other reasons why you're eating like this. Not just this boredom word people have been throwing out, but stress, yeah, yeah, loneliness, like whatever it is. Even happiness. I mean, we eat sometimes because we're happy. Like Mm -hmm. I always joke whenever my boyfriend comes to town, I'm like, I just eat whatever I want when you're here because I feel like I'm happy and I don't care, yeah. you know? I'm like, yay, yeah. you're here. Let's go do things. Like, you know, yes. let's go out for dinner. Let's do this. And like, yeah. you know, whereas I'm typically, when I'm by myself, I'm like more restrictive. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that doesn't work. No, can't can't also eat because I'm happy. <laughs> That's such a good point about the word mm-hmm. boredom. Though. Boredom is totally code for I now have slowed down enough to feel my feelings and mm-hmm. they're uncomfortable. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was in a waiting room once and there is this little this little kid, he was like, I don't know, five or so I'm really bad at guessing how old his kids are, but <laughs> I don't, like, I don't he know. was young. And he was saying to his mom, he was bugging his mom, saying, I'm bored, I'm bored, I'm bored. And she said, No, you're not. You are what did she say? It was freaking brilliant. It was no you're not. You are just having trouble controlling your emotions right now. Wow. What? what you're like Sarah's like mind blown can you be my mom can you be my mom and talk to me are you kidding me with that I mean that was so and my mind was absolutely blown yeah and that is the case with so many of my clients Mm -hmm. they're like well but I'm not bored because I am in the midst of a 60 hour work week or 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 I got you know moms and dads that are also you know working outside you put more than one thing in the mix and then Mm -hmm. okay yeah boredom is boredom is not accurate but what it is, is the reality of I'm, I'm not um, getting distracted right now or I'm not checked out or I'm not busy currently. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden these feelings are creeping in and they're freaking me out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to check out now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is a, See, Sarah knows. Well, and Sarah I know. I, <laughs> you know we've all been there. So oh, you know, we yeah. can relate. So how do you stay, I'm going to say stay present, but maybe you have different language for it, but how, how do you stay connected to yourself through food, but then throughout the day too? Well, that's an ongoing challenge, to be honest. Mm -hmm. That's an ongoing challenge. Um, I think having good, supportive, loving people in your life really helps. Um, Yeah. My boyfriend is really very good at at reminding me to okay slow down everything is going to get done like mm-hmm. what's, you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> um so so that's helpful but i think when it's and it's taken me a while to get here but i think when i notice the the patterns returning of um wanting to check out with food or or feeling mm-hmm. that anxiety creeping back in it's a symptom i'm seeing now that that is the symptom of disconnecting with myself. Yeah. So then that's a message to, okay, slow down, sister. Like, mm-hmm. take a few minutes to just breathe. It doesn't have to be anything extraordinary. I don't have yeah. to go in a, you know, Vipassana retreat or something. With the, with <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it doesn't, have, it can just be 30 seconds of yeah. stopping, yeah. sitting down, and breathing. Yeah. That's more than enough to to get things back on track. But it, yeah, no, it's it's so easy to slip out of place. And I have like like reaching for my phone as soon mm-hmm. as I wake up. Oh my god, I know. Oh, I'm yeah, so yeah, bad. At that. So bad. <laughs> and so you know that's what I'm really working on now to try to um, 
to, to not do, but they're just habits. They're not who we are. They're just yeah, our habits, totally. and, mm-hmm. and we can break them if we're willing to lean into that discomfort and not retreat from mm-hmm. it. But there's an app that uh, I found that's called Insight Timer. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend's dad, hey, Tony, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sent that to me. And what I like about it is you can set how much time you have. So if you have three minutes, mm-hmm. tell it you have three minutes, and it'll mm-hmm. take you through three minutes of something helpful. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so that's a good one. That's a good one. But, yeah, it is it is a challenge for sure. But li- but listening to my body. Yeah. Hopefully I found them start screaming. Yeah. I have found that the most helpful thing in the last, I'm going to say year, has been to just t- to not – shut down my feelings to mm. to get more comfortable to give my space myself space to get more comfortable being in the uncomfortable emotions um because when I can let myself feel it like I too have some really amazing people around me so I I was able to call them and be like I'm feeling this thing <laughs> and they were like it seems like you're trying to not feel it so can you just let yourself feel it right now and then I would start crying or something and they'd be like good just let it happen yeah. and I'd be like I feel so stupid and they'd be like just do it <laughs> and then once I like got work did it I was like oh Okay, now I can now I've I've allowed myself to feel what I'm feeling. Everything's okay. Now what do I want to do? Which probably um, took you five minutes. Like right, I think exactly. like, I'm too busy to feel my feelings. It takes five minutes exactly. and then you move on. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Versus yeah. like sometimes weeks. Yeah. Or like I didn't they just compound on top of each other and pretty soon you're just this like I will own it for myself. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I would become just this like numbed out, strung out mess. Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm in the habit of asking myself why, especially if I'm going to eat something that isn't necessarily like nutritious, you know, it's mm-hmm. not fueling my body. So when I'm doing that, I just like to be like, why are you feeling this way right now? And I like sit and I just stop and I think about it. And then I'm like, all right, if I can identify why. And then mm-hmm. I also like to be like, all right, so you know that's why. Now, are you going to feel okay with your decision to continue mm-hmm. forward and eat this? And sometimes I'm, I say yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. right, it's fine. I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to own it, you know. But, like, mm-hmm. at least knowing, like, get, being able to get that clarity of, like, all right, here's my why. Why am I going down to the convenience store underneath my building to go get something? <laughs> all the time. And, <laughs> and then, like, if I'm doing that, like, you'll see me wandering around the convenience store having, like, an internal debate on, like <laughs> – if I'm going to buy something and like, all right, here's my why. And then here's like, all right, if you're going to do this, are you going to be okay with it? And then I have to tell myself that I'm going to walk out of that store with something that I'm going to eat. Then I have to tell myself it's okay. So at least it's not like an additional stressor. It's like, all right, I know it stressed me out and I know I'm here. And then I know that I'm making a conscious decision to be okay with that or to not be okay with that. But then I need to leave. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This thing, I work with um, something called 555 with my clients. Is it okay. worth it? Will it be worth it in five yep. minutes, five hours, and mm-hmm. five days? So five minutes is that like uh, bread or pasta where yeah. like, you know, okay, the first few bites, oh, they can be decadent. Yes. They can be totally worth it. But then five minutes of bites, like they start kind of running together. Mm-hmm. Five hours, how are we doing with digestion? Is this a food you know yeah. makes you bloated mm-hmm. and gassy and constipate, all that stuff? 
maybe not worth it or, or fatigued you know are, yeah. is this going to zonk you out for the rest mm -hmm. of the day mm -hmm. maybe not worth it and then five days is more goal oriented so whether it's fewer migraines or weight loss or you know less bloating five days from now are you going to look back are you going to even remember that you had that food mm -hmm. right are you going to stand by that decision so it's not giving up what we want most for what we want right now yeah no that's that's a great approach because yeah i feel like yeah. way too sometimes i'm like yeah it'll be five days later and you're like i'm not to wherever and right. then i'll but i'll remember those decisions and i'm like damn it right. <laughs> the regret comes five days later you're like oh. yeah 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 but it's hard to pause in those yeah. moments and think okay um or i just like to justify my decisions oh god yes yes yeah. like i'm getting good at pausing but i'm bad at like i'm like it'll be okay you're like just own it just it's fine it's fine <laughs> no which is fine yeah it is it is but it depends on what your goals are yeah totally so, Sarah, if you were going to go back to, you know, when you were working at the snack food company and they weren't closing their doors, um, but you had an opportunity to have a conversation with yourself, what would you say now? Basically, you didn't have the universal out, the universe taking it away from you. Mm -hmm. What would you say to yourself to kind of encourage you to keep moving forward on a different path or I don't know, maybe it isn't even an encouragement. Maybe it's something else. Yeah. I mean, I guess what would I tell myself would be different than what I actually believe it in the, in the <laughs> mm -hmm. moment, but I would try to tell myself that everything's going to work out. It's going to be fine. There's so much abundance in the universe, mm -hmm. so much abundance in the universe um, that you, you can't go wrong if you are listening to your gut and, and following your heart, which sounds, mm -hmm. I think maybe, maybe that sounds so cheesy or cliche, but I, you know, then it is for mm -hmm. a reason. Then, mm -hmm. then this has become cliche for a reason because I think it's absolutely, absolutely the truth. Um, yeah. That, yeah, if you're really, like I said before, if you're scrambling to keep the lid on all of these things, then they're not meant to be. Let them fall away and, and, just trust that everything is going to fall into place because it just does. Yeah. And do you do you feel like you have that insight because that's the experience you had now that you look back? Or, um, again, do you think that was an inclination that you already had? I think it's what I have now. I mean, it's not that I didn't mm -hmm. have people in my life telling me that, yeah. but yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I didn't hear it. I didn't believe it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, losing my job, all of these things, again, the, the people were lovely, but losing those things was the best thing that ever happened to me. Right. You know? yeah. So it's, you know, hindsight, it's easy to believe the things. Do I, do I even now feel this thoroughly? Well, no, you know, um, I, I think I trust it a little bit more or I can kind of fake it a little bit, yeah. um, but it does, it does take effort. And I think that that's just human nature, but um, but well, that was a learned philosophy. Yeah. And it's interesting to me how, like, I hear you say abundance a ton. And yeah. as a part of that, there is um, the letting go component, which mm. I forget when I'm thinking about abundance. It just feels like more, 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 more. And in that, there is an inherent ability to let the things fall away that no longer serve you. Um, mm -hmm. And I just I wrote I just wrote that down. I've actually written down like a bunch of stuff that you've said because it's like 
man, you've got some good buzz phrases. But I love, <laughs> but I love that idea. It's like, I mean, even, okay, I guess where I'm go- coming at is like Janelle and I talk a lot about minimalist lifestyle or essentialism. And like in that, you know, it's the stripping away of things, but isn't that abundance too? Like abundance inherently is also the letting go of the things that you that you don't need anymore. There, it's a, there's a cool um, juxtaposition in there for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm just opening up space for the things that you do need to yeah. be more abundant yeah. than those things. Yeah, totally. Yeah. totally. So with the word abundance too that we've been using, yes. I'm going to ask this question. How did you create the name of your business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't remember why I decided I needed to come up with like a hybrid word but sure. <laughs> um I I you know I went through all the usuals like Sarah Philip wellness or mm-hmm. you know and, mm-hmm. and those were fine but it didn't it just didn't click um and my friend Marisa at the time kept kept reminding me hey abundance like look at you doing this and there's abundance mm-hmm. and everything and so I thought, okay, definitely need that word in there because it's a word that challenges me mm-hmm. and I want it to challenge me every day as long as I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to have something in there that felt fun too. Um, and I think one of the misconceptions that people have when they're going to work with a nutritionist is that this has to be all rice cakes and dog. <laughs> Totally. I love rice cakes. I'm just going to say that. That's like my go-to snack. I mean, they're great, but like, let's get a little guacamole on them or, you know, um, we don't have to be taste martyrs. So in my own journey, I found, okay, I'm feeling so much more abundance in my health. And I also am finding more abundance in the tastes, the flavors, mm-hmm. the textures. So abundance there was again both, you know, literally in the food and, and beyond, and then delicious. And I just smushed yeah, them it. together and came up with a word that most people find very difficult to spell. <laughs> and when I'm giving my email address, is always a pain in the butt, but. You they can't spell your name. They can't spell your business's <laughs> name. They're just like, yeah. yeah, I can't find this girl online. I don't know. My grandmother said, or my grandfather said, you should not make it difficult for people to do business with you. That was his big advice. <laughs> I, thought, I have definitely maybe done that, but yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be all good. It. It's just trust, and it'll be fine. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. So share a little bit more of the journey. So you know, you quit your job, you started this business. Did you start, you know, working out of your home? Did you immediately work with an organization? How did you progress your business to where it is now? Yeah, I could not have done any of it without Slowpoke's local food in Grafton. Mm-hmm. Without Kathleen McGlone's guidance and mm-hmm. support, mm-hmm. Um, I, I would not, I would not be doing this at least in the capacity that I am today. No way. I, she opened up her space for me to start seeing my very first clients. She mm. taught me a, most of what I know about nutrition, mm-hmm. um, and also how to balance things and, and um, how to protect myself and not just kind of sacrifice myself sure. for my clients or, or whatever. Um, so for the first few years, I was practicing out of her second floor, which is okay. now all coconut milk kefir production. Mm. Um, and it was such a safe place for me. And I, it, it was, I, can't, I really can't say enough for what it did for me um, personally, professionally. And, and 
her operation too is I, I've never seen anything like it. She meticulously selects her inventory. Um, it's only things that she would want in her own kitchen. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really can't say enough about it. So Slowpoke's local food in Grafton, Wisconsin. There Check it out. How did you meet her? I met her through a friend of mine that suggested I stop in there. Uh, mm. Maria Violet, another great nutritionist and health coach. Um, and so I stopped in and just said, you know, I'm looking for a job. And I was working behind her counter oh, for wow. a mm. few years. I was working back there um, and, you know, putting inventory away and, and ringing people yeah. out and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I there was so much learning that happened while I was doing that. Yeah. So that's how I met her. And um, it's one of those not a fluke but like wow how lucky was that yeah that right this woman you know yeah the universe provided yes, someone ma'am. made sure that, <laughs> that connection was thrown out there and you listen to it yes ma'am yeah it's always just interesting um you know those small decisions that you make or that one person that brought up one mm-hmm. thing and if you chose to ignore it how would your life be different or because you listened and did something how big of an impact it's made so that's always i think a great example of that just sometimes when you're you're open to things and you're actually listening and and you're ready to sort of you know take what the universe is ready to give you yeah it does just work out as long as you're you're open and you're present and ready for it so absolutely well right and like you could have totally sat there and said oh i'm just working behind the desk at this place and I'm just you know putting inventory away and I'm just I'm just I'm just and you didn't it sounds like you totally embraced it and because of that you were able to make these really cool connections that you know fostered a relationship that fostered your business which is really cool to see those dotted lines even though maybe on paper it might not have seemed you know that quote-unquote impressive so sure yeah I I mean I felt liberated yeah I just been set free from things that weren't that that weren't the right fit for me and were causing mm-hmm. me you know um inner conflict and so then here I land on mm-hmm. this woman's doorstep and I yeah. just felt totally liberated and it was a great feeling and yeah I mean so I kind cool. of saw that it, it wasn't a forever gig but um I would do it all over again in a heartbeat yeah that's awesome oh, so cool yeah do you have any foods that are guilty pleasures <laughs> and you probably don't call them that because <laughs> it's the food your body wants at the moment. Oh, but <laughs> and sometimes not. But I I can't quit with the cheddar popcorn. Oh. I just can't quit. Oh, oh my god! Awesome. Yeah, I love it. So I you know I try to do some damage reduction by getting organic and you know <laughs> non GMO. Um, yeah. So that's good, but. I just I can't I can't I love stop it. with that stuff. I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is one. Justin's dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Oh, I those are like, so good genuinely too. Can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Just so good. And then I'm, I'm pretty like, sure those Justin. are good for you. <laughs> it's Justin's. It's dark chocolate. It's yeah. good almond <laughs> stuff on the inside. Or wait, peanut so- butter. I mean. Oh my god. Yeah. That's um, what I tell myself. <laughs> have you had the hail mary cups? No. no. Oh, I don't, goodness. I want to know. <laughs> They've got a Meyer lemon one. They've got oh, an espresso. And then they have one that's filled with, uh, 
maybe almond butter, but they're in uh, the refrigerated section uh, instead. Of and of course, it be. and they <laughs> are so good. So, so, yeah. so good. I will definitely have to try that. Janelle, what's yours? Everything. <laughs> so many. Cashews. I feel like I always use cashews. Yeah, I do eat a lot of cashews. Well, I like, can't buy cashews because so I just eat them. But that's because that's just like an easy thing for me to eat. I like I like nuts. Yeah, pistachios are good. No, but as far as like real guilty pleasures, cheesecake. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I just have to get cheesecake. And of course, my boyfriend and I, it's both of our quote unquote favorite foods. We don't call it a guilty pleasure. It's just my favorite food. Yeah. And <laughs> so whenever we go out to dinner, it's like they have cheesecake on the menu. We have to try it. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. we're sharing it, kind of. Unless it's really good. Yeah. Then I like stab him with my fork. And I'm like, get away from this. It's mine. <laughs> when you can make some cheesecake yep. out of cashews. There you go. See, that's what I should do. I don't do that. I can't do that. I'm allergic to cashews, and it's so sad. That's why you always hear me bring them up, because you're like, no, I know. cashews. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I will say, when I graduated from college, I'm not like a gr- – I'm not even going to say I'm not a great cook. I'm just like cooking doesn't really like, you know, light my – stoke my fire. And mm-hmm. so – um, but I knew as in a new adult in the world, I needed to be able to have something impressive to bring to quote unquote adult dinner parties. And so <laughs> I decided that I was going to learn how to make cheesecake. And so I bought all the materials and like for about a year, maybe a year and a half, I just like made cheesecake upon cheesecake upon cheesecake. And I was really good at it. So um, my really important question here, Rachel, is why have you yeah. never made me a cheesecake? <laughs> Because after a year and a half, I don't really like cheesecake. So I realized that I'd make all these cheesecakes. This is about you, Rachel. <laughs> this is about me. <laughs> You've been around for my birthday. <laughs> I guess they didn't realize it was your favorite. So oh, now yeah, I'm going to have to figure out how to do it. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, now I, like, I feel the need to try. This is like my world where my final goal is to try all the cheesecake. Mm-hmm. So it's really podcast hard. We do over a cheesecake. There you go. Yeah, and then I'll be like in the bathroom for like <laughs> three hours. But that's what happens. But it's worth it. It's so worth it. Um, okay, another question for you, Sarah. Um, how do you live your true north? When you hear that, what does that mean for you specifically? That, so that question, so I try not, you guys were kind enough to send me some, you know, preliminary <laughs> what to expect questions. And that one really caught my eye and I thought, well, well, how am I going to answer this? What's, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the absolute obvious one is integrity. Absolutely mm-hmm. integrity. I think without cool. that, we have and are nothing. Um, so there's a million people doing what I do these days and, um, you know, are they doing it with integrity? Most are, thankfully, mm-hmm. but with any of yeah. us, are we doing it with integrity? What comes first? Um, and, and so that, that is my true north, um, because I really feel like, you know, I have no, I have no background in business. Mm-hmm. at all <laughs> um, and so you know how do I keep my business afloat yeah. I just try to make every decision with integrity at the root um, and, and, and is the foundation um, and I have to trust that with that I won't go wrong yeah so I love so. that that's great 
Does integrity look and feel specific for you or has it changed over time? Um, I think that it has changed a little bit over time. I think that before I, there was too much self-sacrificing clouded mm -hmm. as integrity. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think what's been a great lesson for me recently is that, no, I can still advocate for myself and practice with integrity. So integrity doesn't mean that I have to, um, you know, not charge um, what I need to charge to pay my bills and um, not end my consultations when they need to end and not mm -hmm. just sort of when my client feels done talking. Like, right. I can do these things and not sacrifice any of their care. And sometimes mm -hmm. actually I was sacrificing their best interest by letting them go over um, and keep talking and then feel overwhelmed at all the yeah. information. So, um, so really having boundaries that protect mm -hmm. me as much as they protect my client yeah. does not mean not having integrity. Yeah. Um, so that was a good lesson that has been learned and is still in the process of being practiced. Yeah. I, I love that you, it sounds like you're giving yourself the space to continue to deepen and expand that definition for yourself, um, which just makes it more and more yours, which is really cool. Yeah, it's, it is a, a fun thing that, you know, it's just this one word, but mm -hmm. it can take on so many different um, definitions and, and manifestations. So mm, just being mm -hmm. on the level, being transparent, um, you know, making sure that I would be doing everything I'm doing yeah. in front of have, anyone. Have you experienced any roadblocks on the way to living this life that feels really like yours? Yeah, I think myself. I think mm. getting the fuck out of my own way most <laughs> yeah. of the time is a good, yeah. you know, uh, yep. removable roadblock. So yeah, um, you know, the things that aren't just me standing in my own way with fear and scarcity thinking and that kind of stuff um, would be, you know, in hindsight, it really, I have to say, it's all stuff that they were bullets dodged. Mm. Truly. I mean, they, they were, they felt like a blow at the time, but looking back, it's like, no, nope, all right, you know, we're, keep cruising because that wasn't meant for me and that wasn't meant for a yeah. delicious. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good reminder. There's so many things, so many doors that close that you can spend so much time. And by you, I mean, I have spent so much time mm -hmm. um, dwelling on, which was time wasted and stopping me from seeing all the other windows that were open right there, you know? And I obviously eventually got there. Um, and seeing that in hindsight reminds me when a door shuts, like, okay, feel what you're feeling. And now, you know, is this useful still? And are there other windows or doors that you're missing now because you're spending so much time right. fretting over this thing? It's not that yeah. I don't fret. I spend yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. plenty of time fretting. Totally. But, you know, it, it, I can see in hindsight, as we all see so much more clearly in hindsight, that uh, fretting was unnecessary. Yeah, totally. Um, what are you most excited about for your business in the next year or longer? What am I most excited about? We're, we've got some more retreats in the works. So we've been cool. doing an annual retreat to Costa Rica. Uh, Koha Yoga and I have been doing this um, for the last, this is our fourth year I leave on Friday. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna, do, we're gonna add a few more. Um, 
I'm going to put one together with MK Mind Body Wellness. So look cool. forward to that. I don't think they know that I've decided to just announce that. <laughs> so you heard it here first. Um, True North Collective. Um, so yeah, retreats is going to be exciting. Um, and then just you know, not just in my offerings. Oh, well, actually, one of two other offerings Ooh. that I want to mention. Um, I have a 12-week signature system um, that I just launched. That's for women, I mean, men can do it too, but it's it's geared mostly towards women. Um, it's kind of a reboot to checking in with emotional entanglements. A lot of what we just talked about, awesome. we address there um, in eight different sessions that we do within 12 weeks. And then I have a little collaboration going on with Spire Fitness. Cool. And where I go to get rebooted and get <laughs> out of my own head. Um, and so we're going to do a, another 12-week wellness, but this one's going to include a weekly meal plan, accountability app that I provide, so you're checking in with me um, every day, and, and so full accountability. Um, so that's coming up. So all these offerings, I'm super excited about these offerings. Awesome. And then on a personal note, I'm just excited about digging deeper into what we've been talking about, into self-care yeah. and, and prioritizing checking in with myself and, and staying true to my own true north mm-hmm. as I move forward. That's I love awesome. it. What a good year. You're going to have a great 2018. Such a good year. I <laughs> yeah, love it. With all those goals. Yeah. All right, yeah. Rachel. Well, do you have any more questions for Sarah? I don't think so. This was amazing. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm not kidding you. I have a whole journal of like quotes from you. Trying is dying. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, it, this has been amazing. And um, I'm so excited to just continue to, to stay connected to you and see where you expand yourself in the world because it's a really, it's a really cool human that you are and the world is better with you in it. Oh, that, that's so kind. Thank you. I appreciate that mm-hmm. so much. And I feel the same okay. about you too. <laughs> Thank you. So do you want to tell everyone that's listening where they can contact you or get more information about you and Abundalicious? Yeah, absolutely. So here's that word again. Yeah, right. Bear with me, guys. Spell um, get a pen and piece of paper out. <laughs> we're going to do www. <laughs> Abundelicious.com, and that's A-B-U-N-D-E-L-I-C-I-O-U-S.com, Abundelicious. And then I, I try to do a lot on Instagram with meal ideas and um, events. I've got a, a giveaway um, that's coming up, a coffee giveaway. So that's just at Abundelicious. Amazing. Yeah, it's a little co- organic yeah. coffee giveaway yeah. coming up. Also announced here first. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so. We're so cutting <laughs> I know. <laughs> we got the scoop. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been yeah. great thank to you have guys. you and chatting you with You're you amazing. here today. Thanks yes. a lot. Have a great day. Yeah, yeah you too. Bye. What, what? So much good information today with Sarah. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us. That was fantastic. For the rest of you, if you want a little bit more from Rachel and I, you can check us out at the truenorthcollective.org. You can also connect with us on Instagram at the truenorthcollective underscore. 
And if you like this podcast, if you like listening to us, we would really appreciate if you took the time to leave us a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to us. Give us some feedback. Let us know what is up, what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to hear on future episodes. We would love to hear it. Otherwise, you heard it here, guys. If you're trying, you're dying. We'll talk to you guys soon.